your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. A 79-year-old woman with dementia went missing from University Hospital Limerick over the weekend for nearly two hours. She was admitted to UHL on Sunday, where one of her daughters stayed with her until 1am before going home. But when a different daughter went to visit, she was refused entry and was told no visitors were allowed. The family were notified the following morning that the woman was missing from the hospital. But she was found a short time later by Gardi at Raheen Church. A granddaughter of the 79-year-old woman has been chatting to Live 95 Sarah Coleman about how events unfolded. Um, we were first notified that she was missing at 20 past nine and I was at work. I was actually close to the hospital. I was the closest one, so I went straight up and I was up there just after half nine. And when I got up, the nurse that was on the ward at the time taught me that she, they hadn't seen her since half seven. So then after that, I went to the front of a and I was just trying to see if I could see her anywhere myself. Um, I was sent to a window by like a security man. He told me that it was there. I'd find out um, where she was supposed to be. But I got into zone B where she was supposed to be. I got down to her bed and she was nowhere to be found. Um, but then just a few minutes later, my two aunts arrived um, and my dad. And from there then, we just continued to look around the hospital for her. And literally five minutes later, um, two guards came in with her. They had found her at Raheen Church. And you were saying on the Sunday evening, your auntie tried to get into the hospital to visit your grandmother, but was refused entry. And yet the following morning, you get the news that she's gone missing. I mean, that must have been incredibly frustrating. Um, yeah, the night before, um, my aunt wasn't left in to see her. The security told her that she couldn't go in and she tried and tried to get in and eventually... Um, she got in, but they didn't want her in there. Like, they didn't want to leave her in. Um, but the following day, my nana seemed to get out, no problem. And she seemed to be, like, in Raheem before they knew it. And why did the hospital give a reason as to why your auntie wasn't allowed in? Um, no, not really, not at the time. Okay. They were just saying that there was no visitors or whatever, and they wouldn't leave her in. Yeah, and uh, how is your grandmother now? How is she doing? She's fine now that she's at home. Um. She wasn't fine when she was in the regional. So when we brought her home, she came on a lot since then. Yeah. And did the hospital reassure the family at all about what happened? And did they give any sort of response or explanation to you guys afterwards? Um, No, they were just basically saying that, fortunately, that it was a good outcome and that she wasn't hurt or whatever. and Nothing bad had happened to her. But other than that, they just told us that we could go online and make a complaint, a formal complaint about what happened. Yeah, and your grandmother is 79 and, like us all, is going to need to attend hospital at some point. I imagine you as a family are very reluctant to send her back out to UHL again after this. Yeah, no, no one, none of us are ever going to want her out there again, like, ever. We're, they're not going to really want to send us anywhere. There was no option. The other day we asked for her to go to John's and they told us there was no beds in John's. After yeah. this, like if we thought she was going to have to stay in hospital, they said there was no beds. But there was nothing they could do really. And just in general, University Hospital Limerick and the crisis that's there at the moment with trolleys and people waiting over 14 hours at the weekend, it was reported 
you know, what are your own thoughts about what's happening and what do you think the solution might be? Um, I don't know really, to be honest. Um, it's a joke out there. Like, even just the other morning when I was out there with my nana, it was a disgrace. Like, all elderly people just turn on jollies and it's just not fair, do you know? Uh, do you know, at their age, like, it's, it's sad. Hopefully this will kind of highlight what's after happening and how serious that it was and what this could be happening all the time, like, and we just don't hear about it. And that's a granddaughter of the 79-year-old woman with dementia who went missing for a period from University Hospital Limerick in Dora Doyle over the weekend. Uh, thankfully, she was found a couple of hours later by Garty at Raheem Church. And in a statement to Live 95, UL Hospitals Group confirmed a review is underway following this incident and an apology has been issued to the family of the patient. Uh, well, Sinn Féin, Limerick City TD, Morris Quindavan is on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Good morning to the listeners. First of all, what's your reaction to this specific incident? Yeah, the family contacted me on Monday and they were shocked about it and they wanted to publicise it and they asked me to put that on Facebook and so, so other families wouldn't go through what they were going through. They wanted to stay anonymous, obviously, to protect their, 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 their mother, grandmothers and as the person I spoke to, her mother, to, to keep that anonymous. And um, once I put that on Facebook, I got lots of other messages from families in similar type of situations to two who were able to tell me that their relative had gone missing as well in the hospital. I had heard of similar situations before. Um, it's deeply distressing and you can take from the last message we heard from uh, the lady's granddaughter where they were afraid to bring their mother back out to the hospital again and they weren't reassured by what the hospital told them, which is simply not good enough. Uh, our hospital, look, I want to say the staff there do the best job they can do. It's overwhelmed with the amount of people who are going there and I want to put out a message as well that if you are sick and you have to go to the hospital, go to the hospital, please go to the hospital. It's the best place to go if you're sick. Uh, but what we do have ongoing problems and we do need um, a massive intervention. I have, la- I have lost my confidence in, the, in, the, in management to, to manage the hospital. Um, and this has been going on for years. I'm elected to the hospital for six years. I've never seen it so bad. Yesterday was the end of May. We have the worst trolley figures ever in any hospital for any month anywhere in the country. Uh, 1,823 people on trolleys. And these are people who were assessed, who needed a bed, but there wasn't a bed available. And that's just in one month and it's the highest number ever. And people would tell me the whole time, these are like they're not just statistics. We all know these people who are going there. They're, they're related to us, their neighbours, their friends, their family, you know. And we need a hospital where people can go in and get treated in a, in a, but, in but a safe Morris, level I mean, of care. Do you think it's entirely an issue with management? Or is it Absolutely. not possible that there, there are interests at play across the board? People are never going to put their hands up and say, well, uh, X, Y, and Z in our corner needs to be addressed. They'll always point elsewhere. It it feels like it is a combination of factors, some of which are in the public domain and some perhaps not. Oh, 100% agree with that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to blame all this and management far from it. There hasn't been a proper investment. If you look at the stats and they'll tell you that if, if you put the number of beds we have in our hospital on average across the state, we would need a 200 additional inpatient beds in UHL alone. And that would, that would just average out what the number of beds are in hospitals across the state. That is the problem we have. We haven't had the proper investment going in and there's no sense that's going to change. Now, there's a 96 bed unit coming, which will be three or four years before that's delivered. And half of 
of those beds will not be new beds. There'll be beds that will be taken out of out of commission. But I understand as well that the 60-bed modular unit, I spoke to staff yesterday, told me hasn't even been properly staffed yet. So we do have a problem with, with retention of staff. And, 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 and you know the government and others will also point to the 96-bed uh, unit, which is due to come on stream. Yeah, but that's not going to come on stream for two to, th- two to three years, probably four years if we're lucky, but hopefully sooner. Uh, but the 96-bed will only deliver 48 beds because we're going, we're going to decommission 48 beds that we had already. So we're delivering 96 additional units, but taking out 48, so you're only coming up back with 48. That's not going to solve the problem. It would be it would be a major um, help towards that. But we had a 60-bed unit opened recently, um, and my understanding from speaking to the unions and staff in the last couple of days is that that hasn't never been fully um, fully. Um, uh, uh, We're chatting to Sinn Féin deputy for Limerick City, Morris Quindlevin, this morning, and the really frightening thing here is today is the first of June. This is the summer. Yeah. What will it be like this winter? These are the times when you expect the trolley figures to drop considerably because we're not dealing with the winter flu. We're not dealing with people, you know, there's always an increase in people going to emergency departments um, in, in wintertime. And the figures are like this in May. I'm seriously, seriously concerned of what way we're going. And we're only going in one way. If you look, we started off in January with 1,300 people on trolleys. Uh, February was 1,400. March, 1,600. 1,700 in April, 1,800 in May. So it's only going one way. Unfortunately, it's going the wrong way. But we do need an intervention. There's lots of stuff can be done. There's people in the hospital who are sick but don't need to be in the hospital. It can be, it can be taken to care in nursing homes, but we haven't we haven't addressed that properly. There's other people like the family we're talking to, their their mom, their mom or grandmother, depending on who you're talking to, can be taken home and looked after by you know if they had a home help in the house or whatever home care. But while they might get approved for that, there is actually physically nobody available to do that in many many cases. So we're, we're saying like, and I've been saying this for six years, like we need an intervention into the into the um, into the whole health service. Sinn Féin has published a policy recently who put 3.3 billion extra into the health care and we deliver 600, or sorry, 6,600 additional staff that includes nurses, junior doctors, midwives, consultants. Uh, We have to look at the whole thing. And and, and there's another point too. Uh, What about those people whose scheduled uh, surgery and and other interventions keeps being postponed? You know, there were issues obviously related directly to COVID and now we know over the last couple of months we've had situations where it's been delayed further. The point being that if the intervention doesn't happen, then almost inevitably they end up in the ED at some point, adding to the stress and pressure in there already. Yeah, that's proven fact. Um, that you, the, the longer you wait for an appointment, the worse the outcome would be, whether that's a child waiting for child psychology, whether you're waiting for an operation. Um, I met an American company there recently. They're, they're setting up there in, in Castle Troy, and their whole job is trying to prevent this sort of stuff happening. But we have a, we have a massive, massive crisis where if you are, like, yesterday and the day before, and these wouldn't be new. It wouldn't be new that we're cancelling operations. It's, it's becoming a kind of a norm in our hospital, unfortunately. And when you miss out on that, then... You, you, uh, they're going to reschedule you for a new, new appointment, but when is that? When is that going to happen? And you know, the, the longer we wait, the, the, the unfortunately, the worst outcome will be there. Do, do you believe? Because you will hear people in Limerick make this point from time to time, anecdotally, that if the exact same problem at the scale and consistency that we have it at UHL in Doyle was happening at a major hospital in our capital, Dublin, it would have been dealt with long ago. 
absolutely agree 100% and I've been on the streets recently I've done two, two recent stalls and it was talking about the hospital there an awful lot of people they were expressing their stories their concerns their, their, sometimes horror and good and good stories from the hospital as well once they get admitted I want to put that on record as well the staff do a really good job but look I, I, I put it in context when I was elected in 2016 for us we had a problem in UHL as, as we had in a number of hospitals across the state and my friend Denise Mitchell her local hospital was Bowman Hospital had a trolley crisis as well Bowman Hospital has solved that problem you know, and they've solved that problem by looking at initiative ways to do it. And I've asked UHL would they consider some of those. And that was where if somebody was sick or whatever, we'd have a team would go to that person. We might prevent them and in many cases did. They got, they got treatment but didn't need to go to an emergency department so it freed up an awful lot of that. And if you look at the trolley figures, uh, Beaumont has went way down and UHL continues to go spiral out of control. And there are people rightly and rightly, and they tell me this the whole time, they rightly feel that this wouldn't happen in the Dublin hospital with figures like this all the time. Uh, so and, does the health of people not matter as much? Well, you'd have to ask that to the government ministers because they're the ones who are, I genuinely believe haven't made the interventions we need. And look, stats will tell us that you know, if you have people waiting for longer than 12, 8 to 12 hours, uh, one in, I think it was one sixty-seven, sixty-eight patients will unfortunately die. You know, so I don't want to frighten people. I mean, if you're sick, come to the hospital, but we need to address yeah, and, it. And I just want to make that final point to you. What you've said there twice, the, the reason you're saying it is you know, as I yeah. do, that people will not go to the hospital in time, even when the emergency department is the appropriate place for it. I've heard a story in the last couple of days of somebody who went in there, um, was sent by their GP to the emergency department, ended up standing for an extended period, was lucky to get a chair, I think yeah. currently is on a trolley somewhere. I yeah. mean... At what point is because I, the truth of the matter is, and people listening to this show have listened to this for well over a decade at this yeah. point, and there a lot of them are well. I'm not going to go there, unfortunately, which is not the right message. I fully agree with you. If you mm. need to be in the emergency department, it's still the best place for you. But the truth is, people don't have confidence. Um, and secondly, they genuinely believe. A lot of people genuinely believe that the situation will never improve. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people do believe that, and I think that needs to change. You know, there's a, there's a sense that comes in this country that we can't fix things, and that's because we don't plan for things, and that's why we would say we'd have an alternative plan where I spoke about putting 3.3 billion extra into the health service to live in your 6,600 additional staff. Unless you plan for this stuff, you're, you're on a high to know. We're talking about 96 bed unit in three years' time. You know, we have 120 people on trolleys almost on Monday. So that's not going to solve that problem. And where's, where's the additional plan? I have heard of any additional beds coming in after the 96 bed which is coming in two three years if we're looking so i mean i, I want to re-emphasize that thing if you are sick please listen yeah. to your doctor and follow your doctor's voice if he says um, go to the hospital go and, to the hospital and, and will your party leader mary lou mcdonald be raising this directly with the t-shirt she raised it yesterday um she raised it yesterday. i know that she raised it i'm not sure she will be raising it definitely with the t-shirt yeah Okay. All definitely, right. definitely we're raising with the Taoiseach. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, that is uh, Sinn Féin TD Morris Quinlevin for Limerick City uh, with the latest on the situation at ED at UHL Dora Doyle. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with